Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie Third. I'm Jack Allison. It's the 300th episode, everyone. Who can believe that? 300 official Jesus. Struggle Session episodes that we've done, that we've yeah. put the number on. We've done way more than 300 episodes, but the ones that we put the official number on. like the official numbering on. You know, official. Like comic books, you know. You know, we uh, will we ever start a struggle session volume two to have a, a you know a a collector's item new number one a reboot yeah we we should have a new number one at some point maybe then, the like... next episode will be new <laughs> number one <laughs> we take the three hundred we end and we start volume some two. variant some variant thumbnails you know <laughs> uh, I actually have done that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if we could get like a, a hologram, you know, variant thumbnail, that'd be cool. But thank you all so much for mm-hmm. your support, for your subscriptions at sesh.plus. Uh, or if you can't subscribe, if you've asked us to get the bonus episodes because you can't afford it, thank you for, for that. For just um, checking you, out the show, honestly. Yeah, we really appreciate you, uh, you liking, subscribing, uh, giving us you know those uh giving us good ratings on iTunes, mm-hmm. all that shit but we really just appreciate you like being so cool and chill and giving us i think i for i think i'm fairly speaking for both of us the best jobs we've ever had for sure for sure you know thank you for uh um just letting us do this you know what i mean like letting this become a job it's only you know only that this is only possible to be a job because because you all are so cool (laughs) and you know i I never i never never necessarily would have thought that i'd uh uh, be able to make a living you know uh bullshitting about movies and stuff like that but uh it's very cool that 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 i can and i really really appreciate uh uh, i really appreciate everyone who listens to the show very much thank you thank you well jack we're we're not bullshitting about movie we're, we're we are we do drop some knowledge and right we're about to drop some uh today mm-hmm. this is a movie that we you know we couldn't we definitely were going to do at some point i probably would expect us to do it sooner but the numbers lined up the numerology right lined up the oracle of delphi gave <laughs> us the go ahead mm-hmm. and we today are talking about 300 mm-hmm. both frank miller's and Zack Snyder's version. We are covering them both for the 300th episode. We don't fuck around, you know. It's it's all of them. We we're bringing Herodotus too a little bit. We're gonna drag his ass a little bit too when we get down to it. Um, but yeah, so 300. I asked people what they thought of this movie uh, before, as as I'm wont to do uh, when I'm thinking about doing the episode. And the reaction, Jack, was universally universally negative really i I, like oh maybe a handful of people said that uh they actually you know enjoyed the movie but there were way more people saying it's a bad movie and not just bad but like bad to exist like racist fascist very negative uh reaction so listen um I I rewatched 300 today uh, uh, for this episode, and I hadn't seen 300 since, I want to say, in theaters, unless it was something that I downloaded like a, you know, 640 by 480, you know, torrent of or something <laughs> like that to watch, uh, to burn to a CD-ROM a du- and watch. A WMV. Yes, uh, yes. you put it on your, your VCD player, yeah. I, I actually don't necessarily think that it's like a fascist or bad to exist movie or whatever, um, but... It does suck. 
It's not that good, in my <laughs> opinion. And, you know, I think that maybe at the time it been, well, I guess we have to put it in like the proper historical yeah, framework, to- which is that like, you know, 300, the big thing that everybody was so excited about and talked about so much was that 300 was a very accurate adaptation of a graphic novel. Like, I remember 300 almost being announced kind of, you know, in the sort of follow-up to Sin City vein. You know what I mean? Like, so 300, with all of its weird look and everything like that, it was kind of intended to be like a a pseudo-hyper-stylized, you know, Sin City kind of thing. Now, do I think it works as well as Sin City? Um, Do I think it's as good as Sin City or as interesting? Not at all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was it's good that you put it in that first context because i remember when the movie was first announced the reaction to it was just like oh wow that looks like a sweet ass like action movie wow they're gonna make i remember thinking to myself like seeing the trailers for it, it's like whoa is this like gonna be an action movie that's like all action scenes like right. sick i didn't know they could do that right like that was and i remember it was a kind of a pop culture phenomenon not just you know in the nerd fanboy circles but also you know like i remember like entertainment uh tonight and thing and i, I remember like I remember like something on like 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 on morning shows they would talk about like the workout that the guys were mm-hmm. doing like on the view right. and shit like that they would talk about like how all these you know hot actors have all these incredible abs and stuff like that so it was like just kind of a big kind of cultural event that wasn't necessarily you know in any way shape or form i believe really considered terribly political it was just like this is the big movie that's coming out that looks kind of cool yeah, and 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 like I said also, in my opinion anyway, it kind of arrived in the shadow of Sin City, you know, which had already been done by, you know, Robert Rodriguez, uh, uh, you know, with Frank Miller, you know, a couple years earlier. And so well, I remember 300 coming and I was like, OK, so this is what they're doing now. They're doing like <laughs> hyper accurate Frank Miller, you know, adaptations where they adapt it word for word. Yeah, and I Ronan remember would be next. Yeah, I know there were rumors of Dark Knight. Returns movie at the time. They even did um Frank they let Frank Miller direct the spirit, which was also absolutely so so funny. (laughs) So so funny. So it's worth talking a little bit about the comic and why I think people react so strongly to the how the film is where the where the comic book mostly just had a reputation for being just kind of a cool comic with great art there it wasn't as politicized uh yeah. I get, complaints people have is mostly about the portrayal of the persians who face down with the 300 spartans at the hot gates this is a you know a real as much as we can say historical event that happened in uh, around 480 uh, BC, we do have uh, contemporary reports from right. a guy named Herodotus, but with the caveat that, you know, first of all, he was a Greek, so his reporting and he was using um, mostly Greek sources. They actually think he faked the sources that he used that he claims were wow, Egyptian fake news. or, fake you know, news. or 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 persian so a lot of so you can't really take what 
he said his portrayal of the Persian as right. face value. Cause so a lot of what we perceive as the racism of Frank Miller and Zack Snyder kind of starts from there because this is like a bi- uh, sort of biased Greek historian writing about, you know, how Xerxes is, you know, is, you know, this foppish. Savage. Not, not, oh no, not, you're right. Xerxes is the is the other one, right? Xerxes. Yeah, Xerxes is the king. And he's like, like sort supposed of like to be attired fop- and all this, like you know, finery and foppish. Yeah, Orientalism 101 is basically how Xerxes is portrayed, and that's literal because this is where we get those ideas. That's part of why we right, get those, right. these ideas from the original history. So I do, I do kind of defend Miller and Snyder a bit on that but there is a lot of stuff that's just inexcusable but the main problem with the portrayal of the Persians is of course the what you were talking about like the context where we're talking about the war on terror and the post 9-11 world where this where of course you're going to see what is referred to constantly as the horde in the movie and the comic book as you know this racist depiction of muslims of islams of arabs is meant to be like in the com- it, in in both the comic and the film you, they just kind of say asia all of asia just so everyone like everyone right. to the east you know right. is just kind of, is either a slave or you know this a sexually deviant what we call it like uh layabout like a hedonist hedonist, yeah, hedonist and like hedonist. like opium addicts and stuff like going on little like bringing around little parades of sex and weird shit and then literal Freaks. monsters not like and the it, greeks walking around nude with children and stuff <laughs> yes yeah so <laughs> it's kind of funny because i think the comic does a decent job of kind of of putting it in the context that like these are just two mooring cultures right and not necessarily one is superior to the other it's from the spartans perspective but there's like critiques there and they do portray the spartans as kind of like these savages in their own right you know yeah i actually thought that the movie like cast two Hollywood looking of yes. people as the Spartans. I was like, oh, God, especially yeah. when I read the comic right afterwards, I was like, oh, the comic is so much better because they're like Frank Miller, like kind of ogre looking. They're not they're, even like, they're like in not, the comic, they're like olive skin. They're not even like, I know well, that's the other white. thing is like <laughs> in the movie, it's like very much. They're just like white, white people, you yeah. know? Uh, and I do think that that's a misstep in the movie. Like, you know, and maybe one that comes from like, Zack Snyder's, you know, weird American centric view of the world or something. It, it, like, I, I mean, yeah, it could be. I was, I, I mean, personally, I, I think maybe it being generous, I think like if you were going to make this sort of movie, of course you're going to hire a bunch <laughs> right, of actors, white, you know, famous well, here's white the other actors. Thing, here's the other thing I'd say about it is that, you know, as you're talking about, you know, this is history as viewed by the victors, uh, uh, you know, and this is history, uh, uh from a very specific lens and perspective and viewpoint you know also this is being adapted from a comic book that kind of is is cool but it's kind of just like frank miller doing like an ec comics kind of like you know hard-boiled action thing of like a commonly known story about greek history you know what i mean like that was what was kind of fun about it is that it's just like a very you know, grim and dark and well illustrated, very EC comics, gross, you know, yeah. spectacle, uh, um, you know, uh, 
And, and in that, and in that sense, I'm like, if you're doing a, a big comic booky version of this story that we're taught in high school, you know what I mean? Like, I guess this is how the story goes. You know what I mean? Like, historians usually talk about the hot gates and this just as like a battle, right? Like, right. not necessarily as like a class of cultures or good guys right. or bad guys. It's just like, oh, this is an interesting like technique the Spartans uh, yeah. allegedly used in order to hold off obviously not a million people, right? Obviously not. I don't obviously know. that's Could have been. Is 300 it, for a million? Could be. <laughs> obviously exaggerated. Of course, it's not just the 300 Spartans. They also had a bunch of Greeks, uh, 10,000 right. or so Greeks with them. So it's not uh, quite, I mean, it, this is a myth. This is essentially a myth that we're uh, talking about about here and I th- I think the comic book does a pretty decent job of kind of trying to make it feel a little bit real and hardcore and just like kind of it's very cynical and a little bit fa- and very fatalistic like you like um Leonidas he only talks about dying in like the first couple of plays like I am marching these men to death like from he's like I, I only wish I had more to sacrifice <laughs> yes I yeah, like lines like that make it very clear that the Spartans are a particular type of person that you might not necessarily want to be. The throwing the children off cliffs thing is like is meant to be a sort of hint too. But we get we I just feel like when they moved it to the movie version, they added in so much humanity right. to the Spartans that's not in the comic. They added in the, Lena Headey's character, the queen, she has one line in the comic and then she's right. gone. In the movie, she is like a badass feminist who single-handedly saves Greece. <laughs> now, I understand, you know, wanting to add more women to the story and wanting to betray them positively, but then that ends up making the Spartan society as a whole positive, look like yeah. incredibly progressive and positive. Even though tech in re- uh, in reality, Sp- uh, Spartan women did have more rights than other yeah, uh, other women in antiquity, relatively speaking. But like on in the same token, like and when you watch Three Hundred, they're always calling the Persian slaves, slaves, slaves. Sparta had thousands, tens of thousands of slaves living there. They were called uh, helots, and they were like treated like I mean, they were they were slaves, and they were given. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, each slave had a requisite number of beatings that they had to get each year, regardless of whether they, they a quota. Yeah, there was a quota of beatings you had to get if you were a slave in Sparta for the ex- express purpose of making sure that you never forgot that you were a slave. Even if so, even if you were a good slave, they would still beat you just to make sure to know. So the Spartans for all this talk of, you know, democracy, it was not a democracy. It was an oligarchy. Um, this is the society of Sparta was not one that like we really look back. It's not a good to, one. It was not a good one. It's not Athens one that we need the to... one that everybody really thought was good. If you really look back and they had problems too. Don't even get me started on Athens. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing when you're talking about this film coming out in 2006 with the war on terror, with this being about 
Persian, uh, ancient Persia. A lot of the responses I got about this movie saying it was racist were from Iranians saying like, yeah, it's fucking racist and horrible. I I, I cannot disagree with you. I mean, truly, like when it's like they're just shouting like Persians and it's like a horde of unwashed Persians. I'm like, that's a little weird. And even the first couple of scenes where like they get the very dark skinned actors and then they make them darker there's one like transition where they make him like they literally tweak the contrast all the way up so he's straight up black i'm like zach what were you thinking brother because i i I mean because he had i feel like he made up he tried to make up for how racist 300 was because there's nothing but black people in like man of steel and batman (laughs) superman just like like he has like almost like more than black people than you would expect in those (laughs) movies for some reason america thinks of itself as athens usually like athens or rome i can't think of anything more terrifying than an America that thinks it's Sparta. And that's know, the kind yeah. of America that the Bush administration was trying to push us towards. And that's why this movie that initially started as just like a big action movie made half a million dollars in theaters, just a big action movie, right? Became, and people were telling me these stories about how, oh yeah, I used to be in the military and all these fucking guys were super into this and they would actually Mm. quote the scenes and be like, what is your profession? And all that shit. Like they actually bought into this Spartan warrior lifestyle that I think was made much more appealing in the movie than it was in the book just because of the nature of like Hollywood movies where you have to give all the characters depth and character and when the man sees his son dies uh, he has to cry but we also see scenes of him being loving towards the son earlier that we we don't get in the comic like the Spartans in the comic are mostly nameless faceless like kind of ugly and barbaric you know yeah, a little yeah they're they're but they're but they're not given really most of them aren't given names or right. little arcs or characters which you get in the movie you get tons of these yeah. all these spartans the have the like a is thing almost going that it, like added too much you know yes. what i mean it's like that he should have just done you know what happened in sin city where he just did it verbatim like oh that was my big complaint i remember when i first watched it too because i remember it coming in the shadow of sin city and i was like they should have stuck to the original like sin city did more and now all these years later i have the same complaint they should have just tried to stick to the original and didn't add all this stupid shit and also probably shouldn't have casted the hot hottest most white (laughs) actors in the world as the uh as the you know spartans if you, you could actually probably cut this movie to a frank miller cut and it would be shorter better and so much more fun it would be what it should be the comic like a- is great and i love a frank miller miniseries like a this miniseries is so good it's such a brisk read and it's like just big and bombastic and i'm like the the miniseries is uh it is a, it is a little reactionary because frank miller is but you know He's one of the great comic book creators, like similar to like how Clint Eastwood movies will always be reactionary, but they'll always be really well crafted and well done movies. You know, I'm like, I don't know, like Frank Miller, you know, uh, is a kind of if you're going to if you're going to tell me that I can't enjoy comic books by weird libertarians, then I don't know what the hell kind of comic books I'm supposed to read. I mean, that's like all of them. Yeah, but and Frank Miller, we talked about on the show before, he has gone back and he really went off the deep end uh, of a couple years after 300. My God, but yeah. he's walked back to that and just and has 
talked about how he was going through a, like you know severe personal crisis uh, at the time, and he said some horrible things that he doesn't believe now. So hopefully. Frank Miller is getting back and healthier and not going down the Spartan path. The Spartans would just throw him off a fucking cliff. Uh, frankly, <laughs> I mean, Frank Miller, like if you look at Frank Miller recently, like he's not doesn't have the strength to, to survive in a Spartan society. Like no. Frank Miller's a tiny little he's you know, he's uh he's wasting away pretty much. Yeah. So uh, back to the movie and what I think the version of it that I would have liked to see is, you know, one that is just like a heavy metal music video. Right. I think the visuals of this are very strong. And I was actually surprised. I thought it would look like pretty crappy and shitty because a lot of stuff that's trying to be like 300 or doing this, you know, fully green screen sort of shooting looks pretty bad now. But I think 300 actually looks fairly good even all the 14 years later i think it looks a lot better than some of the stuff that's copied it so listen i think i agree with you i think 300 looks pretty good although i will say that like this kind of like hyper colorized look for movies is like so overdone at this point that I was like much less forgiving of it than I was like when I first saw it. You know what yeah, I mean? This like, felt like I feel the like first when I, one. I feel like when I watched it, I was like, this is kind of a cool, like high contrasty look. And now I'm like, oh my God, if every fucking Marvel movie looks like this, every fucking thing looks like this, like very post effects, you know, uh, uh, post color thing. Uh, but, I will say that Zack Snyder is like a visual artist and like did, you know, does it better. And like there was, you know, and was one of the first to do it uh, uh, in this movie. And I was, you know, I was kind of struck by like, okay, there's a lot of thought and intention being put into how the contrast is set, specifically the one part where uh, the guy's face is made darker. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much in this film and so many shocks that I like, but like you, I didn't, I saw this movie one time in theaters and did not want to watch it again. I was very disappointed when I first saw it. I did not enjoy it. It felt like it went on for forever. Yeah. The As much as I love Lena Headey, I was like, she's like literally one of my favorite actresses in the world. And even like the first time I was watching it, I'm like, this does not need to be in the film. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I understand like you want to get yeah. all your quadrants in, but like her storyline just like make like makes the whole thing just seem like all the more racist. And it's not just not very interesting and I, I was a little say, bit yeah. sexist and weird too at the same time. It, it also like the added stuff makes the movie more boring like the comic is just so like bombastic and forward moving and just like loud and and in the movie it's just like okay like there's all this like movie shit in this which is like kind of not in the comic and you know ultimately it like slows down the pace and yeah like you're saying kind of like actually fucks up some of the uh intention maybe of the work what are, what is Sparta supposed to be, right? In the comic book, it's this warrior class that's willing to, you know, sacrifice that. No, not will, not even willing, but like is has to sacrifice themselves in these battles or they'll be put to death themselves. That's the law. They have to they have to fight. They can't run away. They have to follow orders or they die. And that's just what Spartan society is supposed to be. But at the same and you're supposed to sacrifice yourself 
for Sparta. Sparta ends up becoming the main character, the protagonist right. of this movie, uh, more or less. But they also in the movie talk a lot of have talk a lot about like brotherhood and kinship and yeah. the, and like they're like friends with each other and they care when each other dies and Leonidas uh he some he says some of the cr- the colder lines from the comic but he also has some like warmer lines about how much you know he how how sad he is about you know this and the loss for his men and they can't do more and and it's just like the movie is just tries to it keeps all the stuff from the comic, but then adds in like a worse stuff, <laughs> a bunch of not, I don't even say worse, but stuff that more typical stuff like right. standard movie stuff that doesn't work since this is supposed to be a movie about like a bunch of, you know, social, a sociopathic murderous society, you know, this yeah, like, like a, almost like a caveman society or something like, you know, it, it, it's a lot more forgivable when it seems like kind of too, primitive tribes fighting against each other than like in this where it's like the primitive tribes have come to the gate of our like very erudite educated (laughs) and white society yeah (laughs) yeah and and like and really like if zach was smarter i think he could have he should have made persia smarter more educated more powerful right like that what they would have done now honestly is persia would have been a little more smarter and powerful but literally what they would have done now is just made the spartans like multi-ethnic yeah <laughs> there would, make, there'd be and like Xerxes a, would definitely be white Xerxes <laughs> would definitely be a white actor it'd be like josh brolin yeah i don't know uh, i think the actor who plays i love xerxes though like, like one reason i i don't i the movie doesn't the racism of the movie offends me not as much perhaps is because I ru- I was rooting for the Persians like the whole time. <laughs> I was like, Leonidas, you're being a fucking asshole. Like yeah. Xerxes is being very, very reasonable. He has overwhelming odds. Why do all these people need to die because you don't want to pay taxes? <laughs> like for real. <laughs> I mean, that is what it's about in the end, you know. Uh, uh, and in the Miller comic, it's just kind of like this celebration or like look at testosterone kind of you know it's just like about like a fight a fight yeah it's about a fight it's just about a fight and the lead up to the fight and then the big fight you know what i mean yeah that's like it like it's just they fight and that's it this one it's like the movie makes it too much like honor and stuff like that like in the comic they kill the messenger and that kind of seems like bad and fucked up in the movie it just seems like like they should or something. I don't know. Yeah, like and it's, it's, it's a little, it's little things too. It's kind of like the language of cinema makes these scenes like worse just from the start. When he kicks the messenger into the well in the comic, it's just like this unhinged. It's very sudden when you read it. It's mm-hmm. like just this unhinged thing that this unhinged person is doing. But like in the movie, there's like slow motion and he bows his head and looks to his wife and his wife nods at him and all there's all this yeah. stuff and it's a very you know deliberate decision. big establishing shot of the whole you know what i mean in the comic it's like they're talking to each other then we turn the page to a full <laughs> to a full spread and he's kicking him into a big giant hole um, yeah and just because he's an asshole he's not yelling he's not screaming it's very casual he's not gerard butlering it he's right leonidas in the comic is just like this quiet savage kind of going about like his duty his job and in, in a very workman like 
way knowing what has to be done and it's it's not like you don't want to be that guy or like that guy he doesn't even want to be himself <laughs> for the most part he is doing he's sacrificing himself for a longer play that he's never going to see the end of i feel like we've got this reputation of being snyder defenders just because we like the batman versus batman superman, versus superman. dawn we, of justice i don't even really cut. like I, exactly that specific version of it <laughs> i don't even like i'm not like a fucking 300 fan you know i'm not the, his Dawn of the Dead is the is the lesser of them. You know what I mean? Like even Man of Steel, I think is pretty bad. <laughs> like I just think, yeah. Um, you know, he hit the bullseye with Batman versus Superman, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League as well. Yeah, yeah. It all sort of came together for that. Now I want to propose something to you, Jack. And I'll uh, hear me out. You know, you know how big a fan I am of Berserk. It's my favorite. Sure anime of all time and no i believe you're a fan of it as well oh yeah i like it a lot pretty brutal what would you think i I thought about this only while watching 300 a movie i dislike though i have to say a movie i dislike but it popped into my head that Zack snyder would be a pretty damn good pick to make a live adaptation to be honest with you leslie just bring me and people will hate me for this. But bring me that sucker punch, Zack. Bring me that sucker punch, Zack Snyder, for Berserk. You know what I mean? I actually couldn't agree with you more, but I just hope he keeps the insane energy. You know? I would hate to see the three, the uh, the Berserk adaptation that's like 300, where it's like, you know, very Hollywoody or whatever. But if we saw the sucker punch, this is like almost incoherent version of a Zack Snyder Berserk. That could be really, really special. See, I want more of those character shots that he's like doing because oh. most of Berserk is just people talking to each other, and like Zach does like having people talk to each other. He just likes to make it look, you know, so they're interesting. Like <laughs> the side by sides between the Joss Whedon and the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League cut is just so funny because it's still it will still be, it'll be like Lois Lane and uh martha kent talking to each other in both but like in one it looks like tv and the other it looks well, like movie one, and it, one is like where they're sitting on the porch and you can see like the entire like can't the, the entire like plains of kansas in the background and like <laughs> and like a big windmill and like a barn and everything like that or in the joss one they're sitting inside at a kitchen table in the you know kitchen what i mean table. like that's like very much what it is yeah, and I, w- I want that for uh, Guts and Griffith. I want okay. some good shots of them just hanging out in the fields of, you know, Falconia or whatever before uh, the end. And you know he would do the Eclipse justice. You know he would do the <laughs> Eclipse justice. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about with the, with the you know, just insane sucker punch version. It's just like, just do the Eclipse. Just do the Eclipse. <laughs> just, just that scene. That's the whole movie. <laughs> Make it even more, yeah, make it even crazier. (laughs) Jesus. Overall, 300, I I don't really think it's a good movie. It's got tons of beautiful shots in it. If there was a fan version that just, like, was trying to be truer to the comic, (laughs) like, this would actually be the one time where you want the Chuds to do a version where they cut all the women out. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, I love it. Actually Hedy, better. It would work but better. In this, in this only inst- only in this instance, 
would that make the movie uh, better? But I don't think it's very good. I do think it's, it's fair to call it racist. I think it's terrifying that this movie came out in 2006, if I'm being honest with you. They should have just waited a few years. They should have waited. A few. It's so funny because Zach literally, uh, Snyder literally said that he can't, he wants to do the founding head adaptation, right? But he can't do it while Trump is president because people will think because it's too political. And God. People will think. And he actually said, like, I don't care. I think Anne Rand's politics are stupid. She like I forget she got high on her own supply. I just think she was a great writer. Like he's actually that he's actually that much of a weirdo. He's he actually dumb. Likes he's dumb. And I like and I, <laughs> you know, and when and when a Zack Snyder thing works, it works because a dumb guy is directing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Batman versus Superman works because a dumb guy is directing it he might be like michael bay is another great dumb guy director oh yeah where it doesn't, the it best. doesn't doesn't work most of the time but like occasionally they'll shit out a real good dumb I guy mean, pain and gain yeah I this mean, is like on. and and like a smart guy couldn't make those movies you know what i mean like <laughs> you have to like suffer through a lot of bad ones because like there need to be very successful very dumb directors for movies like this to to be made properly who who else other dumb guys? <laughs> like, like, like there's I, a lot of them, but but specifically dumb. Like Brett Ratner was a dumb guy director, but he's a canceled dumb guy director. Oh, see, I was about to ask: Is there like a line of delineation? Is there like the dumb guy director and the pervert director? Right? Well, I mean, that there's but there's, cross, there's too much overlap. There's, there's so much there's crossover. crossover because there's you know there's there are pervert directors who are not dumb guy directors. I mean, let's be clear here. Oh like, yes, Woody course, Allen's not a dumb guy director. You know what no. I mean? He's one of the most smarty pants smart guys of directors ever. You know, he was. Was like the go-to smarty pants director for a very long time paul paul ws yes, wa- anderson. anderson paul ws anderson is a top tier dumb guy director love Those that guy evils are very very good love paul love his wife mila mm-hmm. who is a socialist love love them hope they're all ws anderson is actually a, is a is actually maybe my favorite dumb guy director <laughs> I, you know what i i think maybe like I, I think it's Paul W. S. Anderson, then probably Zack Snyder, and then probably Michael Bay. Michael uh, Bay. Michael let, see, I, I think that's probably correct. Cause look, Paul W. S. Anderson, he's got Event Horizon under his belt. And I actually think like that cool. is so good that that actually might slip even past like dumb guy director. But then he good. made seven Resident Evils, and like they're so good. I know he only directed four five. or whatever. Uh, five, five. <laughs> he directed five, but yeah, I really do love those. You can um, but feel I d- his guiding hand in the other two, though. Yeah, I, I yeah the sec, but the one he did not direct is actually really. I don't like that one. The second one, um, Alien versus Predator. Love that movie. Mortal Combat. I mean, hey, listen, I, I I do like seeing. Uh, the nemesis. It was definitely funny to see the uh, nemesis, like very, like very, very accurately portrayed. <laughs> Too accurately portrayed. The nemesis. <laughs> and if you ask me, like, who is like more technically skilled? Of course, I think Zack Snyder probably blows Paul W S out of the water. But maybe, but maybe Michael Bay beats them both. Like Michael oh, Bay. Yeah, Michael yeah. Bay is like a oh, yeah. is like a real real like head for all this shit. He's like always like they're making like new IMAX cameras just for him to film like stupid fucking transformers with and stuff like all that. Right. Like this guy knows tech for real. All right. Let's take a look at Michael Bay's, you know, filmography. Of course Zach he's there's he's a lot really- of good shit. See, I, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Bad boys 
and probably Bad Boys Two. I I probably put in. I probably put in Bad I mean, Boys. Honestly, maybe Michael Bay does beat Zack Snyder, and I'm just overvaluing him because I do like Batman versus Superman so much. Like, I mean, like The Rock, Armageddon, fucking Bad Boys. Like Michael Bay has some like real hits. Has some like truly good like bangers in there. We we we're not fair to him because he, the Transformers are truly very very bad, but he's had so much more than that. Yes, yeah. I I actually like the first Mark Wahlberg Transformers. Hey. It's like three hours long, and half of it is like a sub movie that takes place in China. But there was something about it that just was like kind of fun. What I do like about the Transformers movies is their total commitment to not caring at all about continuity and like i really like i mean michael bay feels like a classic blockbuster director in that way like where transformers in an era of everything being like hyper connected is like aggressively like has no continuity that works in any way <laughs> like i they just, just they don't make any sense they're pretty bad they're pretty bad those transformers movies but i guess i never saw the fourth yeah, but um, I guess Paul W.S. Anderson, I, I gotta say, I enjoy most of those movies more than I enjoy most of the Michael Bay ones. I feel like there's, I don't know, there just seems like a bit more, I don't know, joy, humanity in I, the, the I, Resident I feel, Evil like, movies yeah, and like, the Transformer ones. I mean, ultimately, the Resident Evils, and we should do a whole episode about them, but oh, yeah. it's a husband-wife project. There's a lot of love in those Resident Evils. Like you can tell and it's for the fans. You can too, tell there's a lot of love. The there's a lot yeah. of love in those Resident Evil movies. As weird as it is, it they're kind of like Fast and Furious to me, where it's oh, like yeah. such a stupid thing, but then by the end you can like really feel there's so much like heart and love being put into this like very dumb like branded thing like it's pretty great actually yeah this is what mo that's what movies should be that was what movies should be really a husband and wife team like took the resident evil video game adaptation and just brought it to insane places like <laughs> i love that that's better to me than like the marvel universe just like repeating verbatim worse versions of comic books we saw i'm like i want to go into a movie and not know what the fuck it's gonna be you know yeah well folks that was the 300th episode of Struggle Show. Good Lord. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Have a good one. Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.